This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Had a troubling dream last night. You ever have that? And then you have a long, takes you a long time to shake it? Oh, yeah, you got to wash out those brain chemicals and replace them with better ones. It's wild. Even with uh, now, like, two hours of realization, that didn't actually happen. I still feel like, boy, it's going to take a long time to recover from this. Uh, from one nightmare into another, huh? huh? <laughs> <laughs> Live from Studio C. Si, senor. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Oscar, King of Hollywood. Yeah, my, my troubling dream was that the Academy gave the Oscar to that racist, racist movie. It turned out it happened. <laughs> then I got up and looked at the newspapers, and the dream was real. Go! Oh, <laughs> that's not I... woke enough. Because that's where I get my news in the morning from the newspaper. Right? <laughs> They're just getting around to reporting on last year's Oscars. <laughs> I walk out to my front step, I get a newspaper, and I see the headline. Racist movie wins Oscar. Oh, it's terrible. There's four white people by white people. It's practically a clan film. What was the movie that won? The Green Book. Book. Yes. Not to be confused with The Green Mile. Don't go to one expecting the other. <laughs> the Green Book. Which, yes. Which I know nothing about. Well, knew nothing about until I started reading about it last night. When Black guy, white guy traveling around. Learn to love each other. When I saw the L.A. Times headline hit like two seconds after the movie, the Oscars ended. Right. With this is the worst movie ever. Right. Okay. Worst movie ever to win the best picture. Which got my attention, sucked me in, and made me read an entire article. Oh, I mean, yeah. I didn't watch a second of the Oscars. I didn't see any of the movies that were nominated for best picture. And uh, But it sucked me in and made me look into it. So we'll be talking about that throughout the morning, I suppose. Yeah, dude had cranked out some serious venom. I oh, was yeah. just praying, come on, win, win. I'm gonna, his finger is posed, uh, poised over send. Come on, come on. Green, green book, green book, green book. Yes! And he hit send. <laughs> and his venom was spewed all over the internet. Didn't the same movie win a Golden Globe also? I don't know. Yeah, it, It's won a lot of the, the precursor award shows and as well. And all yeah. those are filled with racists, all those award shows. We all know it from looking at the speeches. Not woke enough! <laughs> They're all right-wingers, you can tell by looking at the speeches. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so we got that. It's going to be a heck of a week. Man, on the same day on Wednesday, you're going to have split-screen coverage of the president meeting with little fathead in North Korea and little thick-brained Cohen testifying before of, uh, the House and saying God knows what to try to get his uh, hiney out of the ringer. Mm-hmm. We're going to have all that going on at the same time. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Is that deliberate? Some say yes. Well, as Chris Wallace pointed out on Fox, maybe the, if the scheduling wasn't deliberate, you could always change it now to the next day or next week or something. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have it at the same time. So an attempt to undermine the president while he's uh, trying to stop a country who hates us with nuclear weapons from doing that. That's, that's an interesting move. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we are. Of course, old Mobby McMouthbreathe uh, postponed his testimony a couple of times, too, right? So, right. Yeah. But you don't have to go through with it on the same day the president's talking to the dude in North Korea. Sure. sure. Anyway, that'll be an exciting day, won't it? Today, we got nothing. Uh, let's introduce her in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? You know, I actually missed the Oscars yesterday at... 
I was busy doing uh, curtains of all things, and uh, I was running. What errand. do you mean doing curtains? What does well, that mean? You know, putting up the cur- putting, putting up, up curtains, curtain cleaning rods. curtains. Yeah, putting up curtain rods and Discussing trying to get cur- it straight. Realizing okay. I drilled the hole in the wrong place and Whoa, all that type of stuff. Measure twice, fit drill once. Find the studs, you know, all that, all that good stuff over here. Well, wait a minute. Uh, hanging curtains, watching the Oscars. Hanging curtains. No, it's about. Uh, it's about a wash. Could I, honestly, could I hang the curtains while I'm doing my taxes and getting a root canal? That would equal out with the Oscars for me. Yeah. Um, I did watch the opening number with Queen because I was excited about it. How do you take one of the most popular songs in history, the crowd's going wild and loving it. Do you know We Will Rock You is only like two minutes and eight seconds long anyway? Yeah. How do you do an edit of that? <laughs> Why don't you play the whole two minutes and eight seconds of the freaking song? No time. Got to keep moving. Got to get to the racist movie. Who edits a two-minute song that's beloved? They did anyway. Uh, there's uh, Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, this I believe it was actually on Friday is when I first started hearing of it. A, a stand-up comedian that... Many people probably aren't that familiar with. You may have seen him in The Hangover. He had various small bits in, in movies. Uh, largely, his career was doing uh, audience warm-up for various late-night shows and, and sitcoms. Uh, but he, uh, uh, a depressed person, uh, uh, took his own life. But I would like to seed the rest of my opening comments time with 30 seconds of his comedy, because I happened to see him live one time, and he was fantastic. I am athletic. Arizona State, Pac-10, educated, successful, double parked right now, not worried at all about tickets, I'll just start a new credit card, I'll do a balance transfer, Whole Foods can't contain me, Trader Joe's wants my business. He was a delightfully awkward person. I encourage. Did you mention his ma- name? Brody Stevens. Okay. Maybe I didn't. I apologize if that was the case. But yeah, Brody Stevens, a very funny man. Uh, less funny without him, but his comedy lives on forever in various specials and clips that are that are around the internets. It's amazing how many funny people are actually sad in real life. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you this morning, Marshall? All I can say is here's to no host award shows. I loved it. And Friday before the uh, Oscars, my medical team gave me another green light to continue my rigor workout schedule aimed at the goal of doing nine push-ups in a row <laughs> on May 9th. It turns out I do have blood, and my other fluids all look good, including my organs, including my liver, and that is the organ I worry most about. Sure. Most people sure. don't get their organs checked before they do ten push-ups. But, uh, uh, no, we had a complete... Uh, all of them. <laughs> complete uh, makeover. Liver's okay. Yes. Looks like you can do a push-up. Right, yes. Or three. Well, I, I look forward to that. That's our spring promotion. Yes. Marshall attempting <laughs> to do ten push-ups. Wow. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, February 25th, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin driving across the landscape of our nation's issues and bonding with each other in spite of our differences, precisely at Mark. I've been doing this for 30 years. You come in here and you say it has to be my way or the highway. I don't respond to that. Was that Diane Feinstein talking to a kid? Arguing. Well, that was a different kid in the background, Okay, my understanding. But, but yes, that was her tone when addressing... Children anywhere between the ages of 8 and 16 or 15-ish. There was kind of a range. I don't know if it was a field trip or something. but Including, obviously, a really little kid. But that wasn't a co-worker. Yeah. <laughs> I should say that to my kids when, they're, when, they're, uh, when they were that little. 
This my way or the highway routine with I want a cookie. Old Granny <laughs> Stand. <laughs> Old Granny Feinstein had no uh, no patience whatsoever with their self righteous youthful demands. Their AOC esque indignant d- d- you know d- demands. Gotcha. We got more of Quest. that. Yes. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Alec Glitz, the glamour involved in the no host Oscars. We'll touch on that. Trump off to Vietnam for a second North Korea summit, and a judge decides it's time for women to be drafted. Coming up. How does mailbag look? Oh, fine and dandy. We have the uh, weekly shower toss for you, among other things. The song's two minutes long. Go ahead and play. It's a three and a half hour telecast. Go ahead and play the whole two minute song. Everybody was loving it. Everybody. Yeah, you had Mike Myers cheering in the audience. Well, then, <laughs> if you have Myers, you, you have everyone. The, you even had the nerds stomping their feet. Yes. It was fantastic. We got all this stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the Racist Racist Academy chose a uh, movie that's, uh, well, racist to be the best picture. And Spike Lee got so mad that he got out of his seat and stormed to the back of the the room and started screaming at people. Oh, no! And the L.A. Times movie critic wrote, There is something about the anger and defensiveness provoked by this particular picture that makes reasonable disagreement unusually difficult. Mm. In other words, I can't even talk about this. I'm so mad. Wow. Wow. So we'll have to discuss what's in that since I haven't seen it. Did you actually see the movie, Sean? Yeah. Perfect. Then we can talk to you about it. Racist. Now, the fact that you even went disgusts me. (laughs) Klansman or something or not. I don't know. Mailbag. You can email us, don't you know? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Weigh in on the uh, topics of the day. Should uh, Send along something we ought to be talking about. Whatever you like. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Our freedom-loving quote of the day from none other than Thucydides. Ancient Greek historian, writer, describer of the, the, the wars, among other things. Ask your doctor if Thucydides is right for you. I wrote a number it. of fine romance novels as well. Sure. And some clever limericks. <laughs> Thucydides. Here you go. The secret to happiness is freedom. And the secret to freedom is courage. There you go. Oh, man, that reminds me of a couple of things that happened this weekend I need to talk about. But uh, at some point. Here your weekly shower. Th- oh, wait a second. That's your freedom-loving quote of the day. That means it must be time for your federal crime of the day because there are so many nobody even knows how to count them. Uh, it is a federal crime to provide combs for the common use of passengers on an interstate flight. <laughs> you can't pass out combs to pass down the aisle on a flight? Well, I don't want one. No. I'm, not, I'm not sure if the federal uh, authorities had to weigh in on that. You know, I don't see people comb their hair that much. No, and thank goodness, because it throws stuff out. And who? What's? Is there anything worse? Yeah, there are plenty of things worse. But uh, <laughs> the, 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 among the things that are worse than I would like is are people who like throw their hair and brush their hair and fling their hair on airplanes because their their hair <laughs> mung flies straight in your face. Hair mung. Hmm. 
You know, I have a lot of complaints. I, I can tell. Moving if that on. made the list, then there must be many more. <laughs> here, here are your weekly shower thoughts as uh, compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Start the week on a contemplative note. Jimmy Fallon is a dog in human form. He's always excited to see everyone, smiles regardless of what is said, and just wants someone to play a game with him. <laughs> Pretty funny. He is very dog-like. Uh, cringing at your past self is basically proof you've had character development. Oh. It's funny, I was just doing that this morning. Mm. Oh, Yeah, me too. God dang it, that's the worst. That's yeah. the worst feeling. But that's, It's not even very comforting. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, nah, I'm not know. sure it is. I don't know. I'm not, I, I'm not sure that is comforting. It can be. It also, to me, often is a realization why I'm capable of that. Right. And, 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 and at the time, I thought I had my stuff together. I think I have my stuff together now, more or less, <laughs> right. which means I'm capable of doing something so idiotic I'm thinking about it 25 years later. <laughs> it really sucks. Do really healthy people not do that, or do healthy people do that more I often? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's how little I know about this. <laughs> yeah. The guy who, I love this one. The guy who invented the phrase, one hit wonder, probably never came up with another famous expression. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, it would be cool if after you died, you got to see the top five times you almost died. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Is that chilling or what? Some of them you might not be aware of also. Well, yeah. See, that's the thing. Some of them, uh, I can think of one or two that uh, I probably am aware of. Oh, I know. I've got a couple. Yeah. Mostly, uh, you know. Car veers across, yep. and, and I missed it by a foot at 70 miles per hour. I mean, clearly, that's one. Yeah. Um, that one's heavy. How about this? That's, that is, that's a funny idea. Yeah, it is. I mean, think, Now that you're dead, you want to see the five times you came the closest to dying? Yeah. Let's roll the tape. Do we have to Why have, not? Let's roll I'm the dead tape. Now. I'm, in the, I'm in the mood for it. <laughs> All right. Um, chilling, I know, but some of it is probably you were walking down an alley and or whatever, and... Ninety seconds later, some murderous thug came along and, and looking for somebody, looking for something. Oh, wow, that's a good one. Yeah, it's scary. I freaked myself out. Now let's move along. <laughs> Middle of the night water tastes so much better than normal water. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> that is true. Uh, let's see. Moving along to Le- the learned in the hotel over the weekend as we went snowboarding. My uh, youngest son cannot drink water out of a faucet. He's got a number of OCD problems, mm-hmm. and that's one of them. Oh boy, he cannot do it. What if there's worms growing in the pipes or something oh, like that? Oh, boy. Just can't. Oh, can't boy. Do it. Freaked completely out. Oh, boy. Yeah. Man, OCD is something. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, moving on to the correspondence proper, here's a nice note from Jim in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Steeltown. Now Tech Center. Eh. Oh, it's a, it's a tweet that he really liked. I'm old enough to remember when the Internet wasn't a group of five giant websites, each consisting of screenshots of text from the other four, (laughs) which kind of a shot at all the big social media sites. Um, Interesting that his email is actually a screenshot of one of those sites, Uh, but that's good. Um, Oh, if I got something great on a guy who believes he reset his brain uh, back to normal. A phone addict, oh. a phone addict like all of us who can't read books anymore and can't read long articles and that sort of stuff. Reset his brain with the help of this person that's got a book out, of course. But um, it's pretty interesting stuff. I saw that headline, and I didn't have the time. 
Or was it the courage to read the article? <laughs> well, I've got all the highlights and the tips, and some of them are really good. So Jim mentions also that he's been listening to the Armstrong and Getty show since he was a freshman in high school. And now he's 75. Right, exactly. Uh, and he's about to become a, a, a paramedic and and thanks us for, uh, well, that's very flattering and kind. Um, but uh, very, very nice of you to say that, Jim. And good luck in your new career, bro. Uh, also, he said, yes, Armstrong and Getty soundbite Tourette's is a, syndrome is a real thing. Um, I have set the Hitler bell as my text tone because, well, why not? There, there it is, Jim. That's not a text. That's that's us. How about uh, Derek? Uh, guys, listener since Joe had his first kid. She is now 19. <laughs> so anyway, there's a very nice article in the New York Times Sunday about how Jussie's life, Jussie Smollett's life, blended activism with make-believe worlds of television and movies. And perhaps this is just an extension of that. OMG, no effing way, NYT, he says, spouting letters. You're not seriously doing a damage control article for Jussie Smollett. Yep, there's a bunch of those out over the weekend. Some amazing commentary on that story. we got so much good stuff to catch up on. I hope you can stay with uh, Marshall's News on the way. So a lot of different things we need to talk about. <clears throat> now I finally understand what a perv R. Kelly is. Ooh. Holy crap. That guy should be shot today. Monster. Monster. Uh, and certainly never see the light of day. Uh, speaking of untoward sex, if you're a Patriots hater, which a lot of people are, apparently the hottest tourist, tourist spot in America is that massage parlor on Friday. You show up in your Jets uniform or whatever it is and get your picture taken out. <laughs> yes! Oh, there are days I love America. Isn't that hilarious? Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the no-host Oscars are in the books. The reconstituted... What, what books are those? I won't, I won't check those out of my local <laughs> the library. many, many books. Burn those books. <laughs> many, many books. Reconstituted Queen opening up the show. We Everybody really getting into it, and then for some reason... An an elderly Glenn Close was just stomping her feet, shaking it for the entire minute that they did that song. Yes. Yeah, for some reason they cut it short to go into We Are the Champions. But they could have done the whole thing. It would have been too long. Too boring. Everybody knows it. Moving along. (laughs) And uh, it really made me realize how amazing Freddie Mercury was. Yeah. Because everybody else, when they do that sort of stuff, seems like they're doing an act. And he just seemed like he was being him. Yeah. Which is... That seems talent. like he came up with it on the yeah, spot. Yeah, he's like, hey, here's something like, I just thought of. We will. <laughs> yeah. Queen, followed by Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, and Tina Fey, pointing to the obvious. Good evening, and welcome to the one millionth Academy Awards. We are not your hosts, but we're going to stand here a little too long so that the people who get USA Today tomorrow will think that we hosted. <laughs> <laughs> Top prize the, went to the Green Book Oscar for Best Picture. Racism, Ooh. racism, not woke enough, not woke enough, not angry, not angry enough. It's just not good enough. <laughs> now I can believe that. I saw it on. It got eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I thought that's kind of interesting. Eighty's good for Best Picture of the Year. No, not so good. <laughs> Overall, Bohemian Rhapsody led the way with four wins, including uh, Rami Malek for actor in a leading role playing Freddie Mercury. 
And iconic director Spike Lee won his first competitive Oscar for original screenplay for Black Klansman, and he got political. The 2020 presidential election is around the corner. Let's all mobilize. Let's all be on the right side of history. Make the, make the moral choice between love versus hate. Let's do the right thing. You know I had to get that in there. You know, what's interesting about the speeches to me is, I mean, if, you're, if your goal is, as a Spike Lee, to uh, defeat Donald Trump, you just helped him right there. Yeah. The, the, the half of the country, there, there's, there's, a, there's people that have voted for Trump no matter what. Then there's a, a crowd that's kind of on the fence, you know, I like some stuff, but he bothers me with other things. Then when you're called a hater or a racist by Spike Lee and the Hollywood crowd cheers, then you're back on Trump's side. I mean, how does he think he's helping his cause any, Spike Lee, by doing that? Well, in the phrase makes being him on the more right. popular among his own crowd. Uh, yeah, absolutely true, and he believes it. He thinks he's doing good. Uh, you know, he's not. But the phrase "on the right side of history" is one of my all-time favorite phrases to hate too, because uh, <laughs> number one, it's been tossed out there by like every self-righteous cause ever. Some of which ended up being horrifying, and it just it's it's a cliche, it's a trope, and it's it's incredibly like uh, self-congratulatory. Um and and presumes a lot about history that you don't get to say right now. Right, but that's it's popular. Well, Spike's nuts, by the way. He's a he's a a heck of a filmmaker. I've seen some of his movies, and he's very talented. But he's a cuckoo nut. He was mad enough when the best picture was right. announced that he stomped to the back of the stadium and yelled at some people. Yeah. Meanwhile, has Brent- he given any interviews yet? Oh yeah, they, there was a press right. conference after right. the, the usual just press scrum backstage. And every time somebody asked him about the best picture thing, he'd say, ah, let me take another sip of champagne. Next question. So he, he, he was okay. probably wise to not, so in part, that moment, decide so to spout off. Part of the full context of this, that like he snuck in at the end of that, like, you got to do the right thing, which is the movie that he should have won right. Oscars for originally, which lost to Driving Miss Daisy, right. which was Green Book is compared to all they did was switch the role of the black person and the white person of Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, so, so there's some weird historical parallels to that he's and, also feeling. And look, if you're not hip to it, and we'll get into it a little more later, but it's just it's seen as being way too from a white person's perspective, cheap and easy racial reconciliation, feel good stuff. The uh, the Green Mile, not the Green Mile, the Green Book, the whatever, green book, yeah. the, the Green Monster. Uh, the green that, that's, that's in a Boston. That's right. Uh, I will not eat no, that's green eggs and ham. Thing. Right, exactly. Uh, so that that's that's the biatch. And yeah. there were, for instance, one of the other nominated films, Black Klansman, was a much more charged look at race in America. Well, the, the, the green buck wasn't woke enough. Not woke enough. President Trump traveling to Vietnam today for a second meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The two leaders going to be meeting in Hanoi on Wednesday. The president lowering expectations some before that meeting, telling a group of the nation's governors. I'm not in a rush. I don't want to rush anybody. I just don't want testing. As long as there's no testing, we're happy. Secretary of State Pompeo telling Fox News on Sunday. I don't want to get into the details of what's being proposed, what the offers and counteroffers may be. Um, but a real step, a demonstrable, verifiable step is something that I know President Trump is very focused on achieving. There you go. Big meeting on Wednesday. So they currently have, some people think, 50 nuclear warheads? Yeah. That's a lot. Wow. That's yeah. a lot. That's plenty. <laughs> 35 to 50 is the best uh, best estimate. Could, yeah. 
Could women be included in the draft in the future? Federal judges ruled that it's unconstitutional for the military to only draft men after the Pentagon ended all restrictions for women in military service in 2015. How is this possibly controversial? Even if it hadn't ended that, I would suggest because of the breadth of different jobs in the military from from clerks and cooks and, and cleaners to So women infantry. can cook and clean, Joe. <laughs> huh? Well, I'm just saying. Um, but, but given cooking, the, cleaning, dancing, <laughs> all kinds of different. makeup wearing. <laughs> wow, looking pretty. Oh, jeez. Oh, um, now oh, you know uh, the the non wiseacres among you know what I'm saying. There are many many tasks in the military that it doesn't matter if you're a dude or dudette. So yeah, this is long overdue. Start registering, girls. I would say, how's this controversial at all? Look it, to Israel, huh? They got ass-kicking women's in the Israeli army. There hasn't been a draft since 1973, but since 1980, men have had to register with the selective service system when they turn 18 in case a draft is needed once again. I remember in high school when we registered, and my, whatever he was, social studies teacher, God, he gave this long speech about trying to convince us to do it. Everybody was like, yeah, sure, what do I sign? Right. Let me right. get to outside to play. It's a nice day. Right. Long Vietnam, this, that, but only, and just really thought there was going to be resistance or a riot or a protest because he grew up in the Vietnam. And we're all. We just, what, we all so yeah, we got to do this? All right. <laughs> Please, give me the form. What do I sign? Right. Yeah. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So, listen, I gave you the nickel version of the hate being spewed at the Green Book. Oh! The L.A. Times came out of its shoes! That was a great article. Oh, man! (laughs) That was perhaps the most instantaneous hate in the history of the Internet. You gotta like a lot of arguing in social media among people who haven't seen the movie. And we're gonna join in on that. Heck yeah! I have strong opinions. (laughs) Having seen neither of the movies. But I heard a guy talk about it. Right. You did see a movie that won, though. Yeah. The Spider-Verse won yeah. Best Animated. Yeah, which it, it, was, it was pretty amazing. It's movie expert Jack Armstrong away. Having seen one movie. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to imagine people got this worked up over this. I think you have seen consecutive... No, I think Boss Baby was only nominated. I don't think it won. Because mm. you saw Boss Baby, too. Gotcha. Um, and how crazy are our politics going to get leading up to the presidential election? Steve Bannon had a prediction yesterday that frightened me. Uh-oh. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The whole story is about love. It's about loving each other despite our differences and finding out the truth about who we are. We're the same people. And this doesn't start, by the way, without Viggo Mortensen. Right there. We have no movie. All these awards are because Viggo and Mahershala and Linda, but it started with Viggo. And I give you this, my friend. Well, I didn't see the Green Book, but that sounds nice. It's all about love, loving each other despite our differences. I hated it! How could you be against that? (laughs) It's not woke enough. Huh? So, it was seconds after the award was given that Justin Chang of the L.A. Times, 
hit send on the most venomous, nasty comment on an Oscar-winning movie I've ever seen in my life. Clearly, he had written this ahead of time. Oh, yeah. Yep. And was just praying, having spent the time. <laughs> well, maybe he wrote one for every movie. Or <laughs> or the uh, the headline would have been, Green Book would have been the worst Best Picture winner since Crash. You know, and that would have weakened it a little bit. It wouldn't have gotten as many clicks. But I don't so, want to get hung up on a movie from 14 years ago, but I didn't realize Crash was as uh, hated as it was. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought it was fine. But. Hated. Hated. You're an idiot. <laughs> Listen to the intelligentsia. They'll tell you what to think. So here's your headline. Uh, Green Book is the worst best picture winner since Crash. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, he restates that, and I don't make the comparison like lightly. And like, I don't mean because the lighting wasn't good. or Oh, no, actually, he goes to some trouble to say it's it's beautifully acted and been put together and, and well-crafted as film. But okay. like that 2005 movie, Peter Farrelly's interracial buddy dramedy is insultingly glib and hucksterish, a self-satisfied crock masquerading as an olive branch. It reduces the long, barbaric, and ongoing history of American racism to a problem, a formula, a dramatic equation that can be balanced and solved. Green Book is an embarrassment. The film industry's unquestionable questioning embrace of it is another it's a slick crowd pleaser set in the deep south straining to put you in a good mood its victory is appalling but far from shocking now are we supposed to believe that the academy is racist or 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 not artsy enough and that's not what they're usually accused of is it i'm really not in the mood to give you a serious answer but <laughs> if i was if i was going to it, w- it I, I would don't be need a- one it would be this. I'll be all right. They, <laughs> they see, or, or, or the detractors don't think Hollywood is racist. They think they've opted for another kind of softballish, easy, feel-good look at racism and reconciliation written from white people's perspective for a white audience that wants to feel good about themselves. The kind of formulaic, racist white guy forced to be in proximity against uh, uh, with a, a magical black person, realizes, hey, we're all people, and therefore now racism is solved. Does that ha- does it, but doesn't that happen sometimes? I mean, Too just easy. For, not woke enough. But just for these two individuals, couldn't that happen? Or That's that not, not the point. We're here to solve America's problems. Okay. So it's got to represent the, the bigger picture. Right. And, and listen, the one criticism that this guy makes that I find... Pretty interesting is that virtually every scene in the movie, every development is from the white character's perspective. They really delve into it. it, He drives the action in a way and the psychological action of the movie. It's from his perspective, not the guy being persecuted. On the other hand, you know, if you're going to get all woke in reviewing your movies, you might kind of, I would think you might embrace the idea of. You know, you got a white racist, and all it really takes for him to realize he's wrong is to recognize the humanity of another human being. Um, I don't think that's a bad message. But, Sean, you, since you're the only person who actually saw the movie in this room, <laughs> right. um, did you, uh, you said you didn't think it was very good. You just didn't think it was very well, good. Well, it's, and, and it's for the reasons that he said from a, is this movie worth watching? Yeah, absolutely. Should it be elevated to best picture? No. And I agree with largely, I feel like this is the conversation about race from 15 years ago. It doesn't feel like the conversation that we're having now. Um, and, uh, and, and also there is, this is based on a real person, Don Shirley, jazz pianist, and his family has pushed back against 
well, th- you guys are just lying about our our relative's life in this. You're leaving out large parts of it. Mm. You're making up where he spent a majority of his youth. Uh, so there's been some pushback from the family as well. Which yeah, hasn't... they've totally disowned the movie, yeah, yeah. which is why I wouldn't go see the Queen movie, because they have them playing a song from an album that hadn't come out yet on some of their tours. It's historically inaccurate, <laughs> and I won't have it. So uh, the guy says, people who like the movie appreciate its ostensibly hard-hitting portrait of the segregated South and find its plea for mutual understanding both laudable and heartwarming. I know I speak for some of the movie's detractors when I say I find that plea both dishonest and dispiritingly retrograde. That's what Sean said, but in bigger words. Yes. A shopworn ideal of racial uh, reconciliation propped up by a story that unfolds almost entirely from a white protagonist's incurious perspective. So, I can uh, him. I can only comment really on uh, you know what happened around the movie. I just I I'm not real comfortable with uh, standing up for or decrying a movie I haven't seen. <laughs> I mean, just based he, on other people's reviews. Here's a question for you about the Oxers. The seventh time they remake A Star is Born, will it get nominated? And will people be nominated for acting in... How about the 27th time? <laughs> Leave it alone! <laughs> Lady Gaga. Ah, boy. A perfectly lovely person, but uh, please, A Star is Born. So is Bradley Cooper one of those people we should hate? Good-looking, actor, singer, director... Clearly, God gave him too many talents. And, and said to be a very seems decent like a, human yeah, being seems as well. Like funny. Yeah. He, he right. did comedies and dramas. Yeah. Eh, no, no. Gotta hate a guy like gotta that. Gotta hate him. <laughs> There's skeletons let's, in there somewhere. Right? <laughs> let's start looking for a flaw. <laughs> then put it on social media and convince everyone to hate him. Let's start with racist. That's always promising. We'll claim he roves around Chicago with mega hats and nooses. It's not true, but it'll catch on at least a little bit. I, you know, maybe the only comment I can make since I didn't see the movie is this. It, it is a, uh, uh, an entertainment business designed to make money. You can call it art a lot, but they don't throw gazillions of dollars into making these movies to lose money. No. And I generally would, I don't want a hard-hitting rips my heart out that often. That's not always what I'm looking for. Oh, I like to walk out of a movie house sickened, <laughs> sad, and terrified for the future. Really troubled about the America's past. And, and racked with guilt about it, my own life. Yeah, and so if you, know, if you make something that is a watered-down version of that and more people like it and you make more money, I, I don't know. Could, well, could there be an award for that? Well, they tried the, the popular popular movie category they they announced that as a plan mm. and it got so much pushback they immediately retracted it they didn't right. even give it a test run right yeah yeah uh, the one fear i have about the oscars and i would have to care really to have any fears that i don't <laughs> um but they were so lectury last night every virtually every speech included some sort of lecture about diversity or cheering the very existence of the country of mexico Every time Mexico was mentioned, you know, from, uh, you know, the Roma movies from Mexico or Viva, uh, thank you, Mexico, for a yay, everybody cheer. I once went on vacation to a beach in Mexico. Yay, everybody cheer. <laughs> Just because it's anti-Trump. And the idea that this uh, gent from the uh, L.A. Times, Justin Chang, who was spitting the venom like a, what was the line from Faulty Towers? Like a Benzedrine puff adder. Um is that they'll feel the need to get even more luxury and woke uh, next year and just absolutely pound any joy out of, you know, I kind of like watching movies. So many stories to update you on 
throughout the show today, the uh, Robert Kraft at the uh, whorehouse story. Really? Why is this such a big deal? I, I find it interesting. Well, there's an article today about the sex trafficking business and how the Johns are the problem. And okay. It's kind of All an right. interesting angle. But they caught a bunch of people in this sting, including a pro golfer who's got a lot of money, a different billionaire who is going to that same seedy rub and tug as it's described really? in the New York Times, which is just an awful term. Not an elegant term. Why are why are why are the super wealthy dudes going to this place? Are they magical? <laughs> How come so many rich people are bad at being rich? <laughs> Isn't the whole point of being a professional golfer? You can uh... maybe it's one of those deals where you know it's kind of a crappy-looking strip mallish warehouse-looking place. You go in the front door, you go down the stairs, and it's like a Las Vegas casino. Maybe I wonder. I wonder. But uh, yeah, it's funny that Jets fans are flying there to get their pictures <laughs> taken in front of the place. Oh, that's beyond <laughs> funny. That's great, man. This is a big week for the nation. Every week's a big week. It seems like more coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.